welcome to the Why Got a Why podcast. Hi, John. Hey, Pedro. How are you, man? Great to be back with you. You know, um, does anybody else on the Why Got Why podcast call you Pedro? I uh, I think you are the only person in my life. Wow, that call calls well, me. Well, I'll be the second. Yes. Uh, yes. It's good to be with you, Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's love it, Gibney. Love it. There's so it's many great. words to to start this podcast. So yeah. vintage, retro, right bringing back John and right. with our illustrious uh, producer. Well, I usually give that to Aaron, but our remarkable producer, Nathan Yoder. Today, we are interviewing one of our teammates, friends, staffers, coworkers, colleagues, colleagues. We'll go with our hero teammate. Uh, I'll take it. Graphic <laughs> ninja <laughs> video. Wow. Ninja. Okay. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Anyways, so we are here with Matt Gibney. Matt is the creative director at Browncroft Community Church. We took a while to debate on his episode, and I Matt, had no debate. We Matt did and debate. Him debated it. Quite a, me and Peter talked for quite a long time trying to figure out what we were gonna talk about and we yeah. ended up landing on this question okay so, so the question go. is is why does the church have a low standard of art not a big deal low standard of art you said that really quickly so i just want to make sure all of our low listeners standard of art there you go anyways right. we were just talking before the show that sometimes it takes us too long so we're just going to throw right to good there we go so matt why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so i um I'm blessed to serve as the creative director here at Browncroft. I'm really grateful to be here and be a part of the ministry. Um, so I, a little bit about myself, I grew up in Colorado and then um, I actually moved out here in high school um, and lived in Canandaigua, Victor. So for my high school years, I was in the Rochester area and actually attended Browncroft for a bit um, back in 08, 09. Um, and then uh, went to college at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, started with a uh, music emphasis and then changed to communications where I graduated from that. Spent about 10 years in Chicago and just moved out here in January. And um, yeah, so it's been great. I've been here for, I guess, about seven months or so um, on staff at Browncraft. And yeah, so it's been good. Awesome. Well. Why don't we get started here? Um, so like I talk with some people who I think are creatives or I think are artists and they're like, I'm not a creative and I'm not an artist. But what you just hmm. said there was you said, I'm a musician, you know, you've your your kind of real experience is video editing and video production and you've kind of grown. Graphic so, design. Yeah. He's a graphic design. He's a graphic designer. Ninja. Well, he is, but his his yeah. uh, his first kind of yeah, so foray. But I can you... explain how that yeah. all kind of came together. So, I mean, sure. communications at Moody was very much, you know, graphics, photography. You kind of took it whatever way you wanted to. Okay. So I ended up emphasizing, emphasizing on photo, video, and I took that. Um, I really developed a passion for nature photography. That's kind of how I got into it. Um, growing up in Colorado, loving the mountains and everything. Um, that's how I began my journey into photography and then ultimately starting a business doing filmmaking and photography for people. And that changed into having to design things for them and, you know, needing to learn the workarounds with that. And 
So I got a lot of experience with different ministries and through my business and ultimately um, through a friend that actually works at Historic Agency, I found out about this job and I was like, well, I used to go to Browncroft. So I applied and then a few months later, I was moving out here from Chicago. So only oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's I love and and so just to brag on you a bit, I love your design aesthetic. It's amazing. Yeah, and and we're gonna put some of those designs up right now. I can't. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have no power to do that. I'm just assuming whoever's editing this is gonna just put the put the put them up on the screen. But uh, well, Nate has the power too. That's so right. Yeah. There sure you go. Look at all these but... great designs, everybody. <laughs> Cut to them. All right. Now, right where my uh, finger yeah, is. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love your aesthetic because it's not Thanks. like anything that you normally see. It's not like cookie cutter kind of aesthetic. Like you've developed this over the years. Yeah. Obviously, I think. You know, it's a product of kind of living in a lot of different environments, you know, like yeah. growing up in Colorado, living on the south and west sides of Chicago for a time, living um, out here in high school, like those different experiences kind of all add up to like your aesthetic as an artist, I think, and like your different inclinations. So mm -hmm. like there's a lot of things that I do because of Chicago or because of Colorado. <laughs> so I guess every artist kind of has their own eye naturally, mm -hmm. but your experiences definitely form your aesthetic too. Yeah. So, so. Say, say a little bit more about that because I think that that actually helps the question. Yeah. Like you are an individual with experience mm -hmm. and you're coming into a church that has history. And mm -hmm. I want to be careful because some of our listeners might get upset, but there's a reality to this. Like there's branding for a church and yeah. there's some unhealthy things Absolutely. about that, but not. So how do you approach these last seven months of knowing sure. this is my style, this is the personality of the church? Yeah. How do you bring those all together? Well, ultimately the best way to do that is through prayer. Um, because, you know, like it's not, as an artist, it's easy to make everything about you. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, well, this is what I think. So this is the way it's going to go. You know, like that's not the best way to do things though, like mm. ever. So, I mean, life is all about dying to self mm. and for the greater good of, you know, like we're a team here and we're, I guess my opinion on it is I want to make designs as attractive as possible to for the sole purpose of making people want to come to church, you know, mm -hmm. like making people like, Oh, like I could, I haven't been to church in seven years, but I could see myself going there and then having their life changed through the gospel, you know, cause that's, that's really what I see the purpose of art in church mm. is some people just connect with it really well and that draws them in. Yeah. Um, some people don't care as much about the art side of things and we all have our own giftings and inclinations so it's like but to fulfill my job is to best serve the community that we're a part of you yeah. know so i especially about sermon graphics i like read the passage i pray a lot about it i usually listen to it on audio bible um as i'm driving and just think about like god what do you want to say through this like sermon graphic like some people may find that a little weird like 
you're really getting that to, that into it. Like just make a graphic and call it good. But, you know, I feel like art speaks volumes that words cannot. And God is the ultimate artist mm. too. So like, I mean, I went to Banff once and that was just a life-changing trip because you see these mountains that literally like almost fell off my feet, just craziness. And his intricate eye and like, violent attention to detail mm. like it just shows a passion that you know there's that song like he doesn't give his heart in pieces you know so it's um yeah that's kind of the mentality i i take to it i would say oh. yeah yeah i think but, that would surprise a lot of people like that your process would surprise a lot of people and even surprised me honestly when I first started working with you, mm -hmm. because I was I was like, oh wow, he does put so much thought into things. Like I was initially just attracted to the way that you designed graphics. I was like, this guy, I, I really love his aesthetic. You like play with mm -hmm. different imagery. You like, and I like yeah. the fact you use contrasts. So like, mm -hmm. at least this is just me observing what you do. Like you're playing with like contrast of like hard, soft, like, um, like city, rural, yeah. like light, totally. dark, like you're always yeah. playing with these contrasts. I feel like in, yeah. in what you put together, mm -hmm. um, like a juxtaposition yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but, but there's such intentionality as you describe even mm -hmm. a bumper video, like, there's such intentionality behind yeah. what you do that I like appreciate that a ton. Like, yeah. and I think sometimes people think, oh, they just put something, slap something up there. And, but no, man, yeah. you're, you're thinking through like, how is this going to convey the message ahead of the message? Yeah. And, uh, so I just think that's fascinating. Yeah. Say more about that. But, um, for our listeners who don't know, what is a bumper video and why is it important? Oh yeah. So bumper video is just the video that plays before the pastor or speaker is going to share the word of God, you know? Um, so, I mean, it basically comes right before in our church, it comes right before he, he preaches, he or she preaches, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's basically what it, the purpose of it is to prepare the audience for what the the pastor is gonna say. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, it has a simple purpose, um, but. So let's come back to this question, John, I love where you're going and I think you're a great artist and maybe at some point we'll, we'll say our top favorite hits. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's show them right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nathan probably will, but. Yeah. So I think, uh, so when I was thinking about this question, there's kind of like two art forms and maybe I'm oversimplifying. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of like the physical art of yeah. like the pictures, the architecture of the church, where the I feel like the biggest hindrance of having a low standard of art is why would you pay so much money to make the church look nice when there's poor people? So that's mm -hmm. like on one side and mm -hmm. then the other side of art is kind of where you are, yeah. the video, the digital, and some people, I like how John, he <laughs> said it like three times, just slap something up there, it'll be fine. And mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily the physical cost, but it's, is this worth the time? Is mm -hmm. this worth the effort? Which kind of turns into money. So mm -hmm. I guess as you kind of think, why do you think the church, why do you think they're hesitant mm 
to have good art or do you not see it that way? Yeah, well, as far as like, you mean architecturally and like interior design? I mean, that stuff's crazy expensive. That's mm -hmm. why yeah. I would, I mean, that's a huge battle and a huge thing to discern through prayer. I mean, the Holy Spirit's the only one that can give you discernment over something like that, you know? where it's like you want to be able to take care of your con congregation in the best way possible with the resources you're given, but you don't want to be just throwing money at stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like you want parable of the talents, you know, it's mm -hmm. stewardship. Like God wants a return on the investment of um, the resources he's given us, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, not just financial resources, but, you know, he's given us a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's not, I, I don't have a cut and dried answer for that, you no, know, because good. I think every single church has their own prerogative and like what's right for Browncroft may not be right for the church I used to go to on the west side of Chicago that had like 50 people or less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were in a 200 year old building where the boiler was broken. <laughs> and in the summer we had fans that were so loud you couldn't even hear the worship team. <laughs> but you know, we worshiped God there and we praised him and we prayed and you know, great things happened in the community there too. Um, but like God each gives us what we need in the season. Mm -hmm. And I think his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And like, we often get in these boxes of like, oh, you can't spend that much money on this, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like God thinks bigger than we do, like, mm -hmm. you know? So there's no like limit to what he would provide for people he loves, but it's also like a stewardship question too, mm -hmm. so... Well, in yeah. terms of the art itself, like let's you know, getting beyond like the the nitty gritty of of you know how much you spend on art, how much don't you? Da 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 da. Like in terms of the art itself, I think you know with the question that we're trying to discover today is a little mm -hmm. bit like beneath the surface. Like, why is it that a lot of times Christians aren't known for good art? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, I know yeah. some really great. Christian artists yeah. who are like really fantastic in their yeah. detail and the, the things mm -hmm. that they put together and are kind of cutting edge. Yeah. But that isn't the norm yeah. of a lot of Christian art. Yeah. Right. There's a lot that goes into that. And I'll start with this because um, the last job I worked at, I did mostly video production. Video production is so detail oriented. I mean, I have so much respect for how much Nate does, how much Josh does, you know, like I know what that stuff takes and it's way more than anyone could imagine if they haven't done that. I I always say ministry and production should have never met, but they had to, you know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like the amount of, it's because of the time and the effort, right. yeah. like it takes hard time, like mm -hmm. a lot of focus, a lot of energy, a lot more than you would think because the standards for digital art these days are so high. Mm -hmm. Like you think about agencies and everything, like how toxic they can become because mm -hmm. it's cutthroat, you know? And like, but ministry and production 
shouldn't have met, but they had to, you know, because, you know, we redeem every, every avenue for the cause of Christ. Mm-hmm. So question again. Yeah. Yeah. Just why, why does it, why does it, why does it so difficult for Christian art to be known as good art? Like, why is there so few of that? Why is, mm-hmm. why is that the rap and why is it honestly true a lot of the time yeah well it's probably the cost um as the cost both physically mentally and financially Mm -mm. the amount of time it takes um yeah i mean we were going to talk about just how the church used to be the center for Mm -hmm. art but a lot of that was because church and state weren't really separated and church historically the church kind of ruled like the world almost Mm. so like there was if there's a lot of money you know it's just a difficult yeah it's it's very difficult um to create great art Mm. and so a lot of churches i think end up settling for a little bit less which depending on the circumstance, you know, you have to discern through prayer what your strategy is, you know? Well, so. one, one thing I want to throw out, because I'd, I'd love to hear you respond to this, and I love where kind of mm-hmm. John's going, like, there's constraints to to art that's Christian. So, yeah. you know, art can't be Christian because it's not a human being. That's a whole nother topic. But, hmm. but like, there's constraints. So, um 538 which is a website that does a ton on statistics they did mm-hmm. all these statistics on christian music and mm-hmm. like 70 percent of christian music is like super positive and yeah i'm not going to throw out a percentage but most of the psalms are like mm-hmm. lament and sad very true and yeah. and so like it, it's mm-hmm. almost as if hope is kind of take like we need to be more hopeful so you feel corporate yeah right yeah. i heard so i heard I listened to Typology podcast, mm-hmm. and I think it's great. It's, uh, what's that guy's name? Ian Morgan Cron. Yeah. So he talks about like the Enneagram and stuff, but um, one of his podcasts, he was talking to one of the founders of Jars of Clay, and he was saying like, man, I really struggled with CCM because it felt like the least human expression of myself, mm. <laughs> you know? And how crazy is that, that the church which should be like a hospital for sick people, you know, ends up being this corporate, you have to keep your smile on at all times where the Psalms don't, the Psalms are very deep. I mean, Ecclesiastes starts out, everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless, right? Like people going through very real things. Um, Yeah, so I I think it's just a balance, but... Mm. Um, yeah. Have, have you felt the pressure to put aside some of your humanity in, in creating your art? You know, with, with video, I feel like you have a little bit more freedom to, to express like the full range of human emotion, mm-hmm. which is great. That's why I love it so much. Um, even editing and stuff like bumper videos. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think sometimes yes sometimes no mm-hmm. would be the short answer for that yeah. yeah you know as you're talking one of the things i'm thinking about and you know since i've been on staff at Marlon mm-hmm. Croft, we've been very blessed with very creative people um 
So I think about Kara Koistra, mm-hmm. I think about Ramon Quintero, and I think about mm-hmm. you. And one of the things that's like just kind of hitting me, number one is how spiritual this is. Cause you know, I believe that all of them put the same mm-hmm. intentionality to kind of do that, to make a graphic, make a video, you know, come up with branding in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But then the second thing that I'm thinking about is like when John and I preach on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. we're kind of getting instant feedback. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. there's amens, to, tomatoes being thrown at us, <laughs> yeah. you know, emails about heresy, yeah. you know, but it's hitting me now that like there isn't that same, there isn't that same response to good art. So what I, what I mean by that is almost in the church mm-hmm. world, it's you got this series done for the sermon. You got this yeah. graphic done. Mm-hmm. Now you're on to the next one. And so it's hmm. it's not like there's a space to kind of sit with that yeah. and kind of really look at and spiritually, I don't know, do you feel that or does that make sense? I mean, that's kind of hitting me right now. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because I mean- Anytime you preach, um, it's like the most direct way of sharing what the Bible says. You're going to have people that are going to disagree with you, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And they may be right. They may be wrong, you know, but none of us are perfect. It's not like any of us can um, write an absolute perfect, deliver an absolute perfect sermon. Um, I feel like that's just like, relying on the Holy Spirit is, is important there, but, Hmm. and I don't have much experience preaching, so don't quote me on that. Well, but, but but even, but even to the point of kind of what you're saying is like, once the graphics up, it's not, it's not like, it takes a very intentional person. throwing tomatoes. Well, I think part of that is because a lot of artists are, um, tend to be sensitive Mm. to Uh criticism. Um, and it's also that art is a very, can be a very ambiguous, thing Mm -hmm. so it's like oh but why did you do that like with words everything is like black and white Mm. you know just like the text is black and white on the screen or whatever you know like but with graphics like there's a lot more room for um i guess interpretation and that's what makes it cool too um like different songs will minister to different people in different ways whereas like there's secular songs that i find worshipful experiences in and they were never intended that way um whereas sermons are just so um direct Mm. that it's harder to separate you know yeah yeah you know it, it occurs to me as we're sitting here talking about this like in some ways we're talking about a an american kind of perception of art in the church. This isn't necessarily indicative mm-hmm. of the church worldwide. Yeah. You know, and so we're we're spe- we're speaking to a specific target hmm. audience here. I think it's just important to kind of recognize that cuz like in the you know, Greek Orthodox tradition, let's take that mm-hmm. for example, like art is actually really highly valued. Yeah. Um, hmm. within that tradition. Yeah. Um, other countries, perhaps there's a higher value on art. So it's, mm-hmm. it is important to kind of acknowledge our own cultural 
take that we have on this. Yeah. And, I, and as I reflect on that, I kind of mm-hmm. love your perspective on this. Like, I think the Western view um, has been shaped uh, very highly by like mm-hmm. Plato. Uh, yeah. and, and Greek philosophy, mm-hmm. um, it shapes us in ways we don't even think about. But mm-hmm. one of them is the kind of the Gnostic view that a spirit is good, mm-hmm. body is bad, hmm. um, and the only thing that's really valuable is spirit. So hmm. um, there's almost a sense in which I wonder sometimes if we culturally just make mm-hmm. these assumptions mm-hmm. that Mm. Uh, what is done spiritually is more important than physically. Uh, physical mm. doesn't really have value. Yeah, we do. I mean, as a culture have like almost like in secular or Christian cultures, almost mm-hmm. like an obsession with the spiritual realm. Mm. You know, you see all these TV shows about like vampires or like, you yeah. know, yeah. ghosts and afterlife. And people are always thinking about that. Yeah. And I think that's a great like kind of as a caveat, it's a way to bring up conversation about spiritual things, you know? Mm-hmm. So Matt, like even in saying that, like I, I think about the Christian the Christian calendar for a second, mm-hmm. like, and I think about like Lent and Easter and Advent yep. and Christmas. And um, like those are artistic holidays. So mm-hmm. like even me that, like my four-year-old daughter does better stick figures. Like I'm putting together a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. My wife is, but uh, she does that. I like, and I'm not, but like I have to go out and buy ornaments and stuff like, like, so there's this level of nostalgia and art. That's kind mm-hmm. of like, even what John's saying about the Western church, mm-hmm. that's kind of ingrained. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I guess as we kind of air this, you know, and even whenever someone's listening to it, it could be near a holiday. Mm-hmm. But like, I think what I hear you saying is like, we talk about spiritual formation as mm-hmm. reading the Bible and prayer. Yeah. And what you're kind of saying is, no, it's not just that spiritual formation to me mm-hmm. is actually using the gifts that God has given me. Hmm. And to bring, so I, I mean, how would you explain to someone about the spiritual process of art? Because mm-hmm. it does something really good to you, it seems like. Yeah. Well, for me, it's worship in a word. Hmm. Um, and it's also a discipline, too. Um, but I just feel inspired by how much love that God has shown me. And like, I kind of just like want to pour it out. Mm. you know, in different ways. I need avenues, like kind of a blessing and a curse because like I can get on rabbit trails and stuff. But um, yeah, so uh, remind me of the question again. Um, Well, I I think describe to people the spiritual process. So you talked about listening to the Bible. You talked about like, and and maybe not Mm -hmm. even just that. I loved where you were going. Like talk about like what happens in you like, do you feel more connected with God? Because mm-hmm. for the non-artist here, or someone that's, I, I don't, I don't understand. And by the way, like, preachers are like super sensitive so to feedback. <laughs> it's not just creative. So, anyways, so, but explain to us like what happens. Like, do you feel like you have this 
like you put the perfect speck of color and like you just see it all come together uh like, sometimes yes sometimes no <laughs> i mean yeah i mean if i had unlimited time i would never get anything done <laughs> you know so I mean, sometimes I feel conviction about the design choices I make based on like what the passage says or, mm. you know, and sometimes like I present them to the team and um, Pastor Rob is like, well, that's not really how I wanted to take this series. And so that's where we work together. And like, we want to, you know, we want these things to work together to preach the gospel basically. But I mean, for me, it's like staying constant in prayer. It's kind of a a concept I've kind of developed like in my head the past four or five years-ish um, since really diving into scripture through audio Bibles and stuff. And um, when you're always thinking about scripture, you'll get inspiration mm-hmm. um, to not necessarily like create art, but to live in a way that's pleasing to God. Um, so do we have a low standard of art because we have a low view of scripture? Um, no, no. Well, <laughs> that's a tough, that's a tough black and white question right there. Um, do we have a low standard of art because we have a low, I mean, yeah, it is. So it is very apparent that the Lord is an artist. Mm-hmm. And we see that in scripture. Um, but there are so many other concepts in scripture other than art. Mm. Mm. So that's where like these things are so situational to each yeah. church and each ministry. Yeah. That it's, it's, yeah, I don't think I can give a cut and dried answer to that. Mm-hmm. There's you know? wisdom there. There's wisdom there. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play that game in my mind and I'm like, Actually, the the places that I hear talk of the most about <laughs> the high value of scripture oftentimes don't have a high value for art. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And sometimes there's this, okay, so I'm going to put the cards on the table for all you people who can't kind of are like, you know, have had bad experiences with the church. I think sometimes the the places that preach the most about grace can be the Hmm. least graceful places uh, to to be a part of. Just an observation through the years. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that we shouldn't preach grace. That's good. That's that's very Mm -hmm. biblical. But sometimes um, we say it in a way that isn't very gracious let's just say yeah like you should be more gracious (laughs) or just you need grace yeah (laughs) i know exactly (laughs) what you need (laughs) you need grace lots of grace yeah Yeah, and and uh yeah anyway so that's a that's a total tangent but it is Mm -hmm. it is interesting that we can hold these things in tension Mm -hmm. to believe that god is creator right Mm -hmm. and someone with a high value of scripture would say god Mm -hmm. is creator yeah. And yet not value creating, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful things as mm-hmm. important in the grand scheme of God's kingdom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we all have our spiritual gifts. And right. like, while I'm not especially skilled at public speaking, <laughs> you know, like I have my own gifts. You guys have your own gifts. And, you know, he created us to do good works. Mm-hmm. Um 
um, I forget the whole verse, but you know, yeah. like we all have our spiritual gifts. We're all part of this body of Christ. And you know, when it gets to Revelation 7, you know, like when we're all praising God, nothing else is going to matter but worship. Mm-hmm. So the more we bring his kingdom down and glory down, I feel like the more positive mm. <laughs> things end up being. I, um, I, I have to confess too, cause I, so I'm very functional and practical. Like, and so John does this, he's like, what's really going on below there? Or, or like, you know, we're sitting in a meeting and he's like, what's the deep theme? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's me too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, we're just planning a men's breakfast. Oh, but <laughs> you should have been uh, in our rooting group. Yeah, uh, yeah I should have been. But but where where I need to confess is I've been complicit in probably the church having a low standard of art because it's hey, like don't worry about decorations, we just need to get it done or don't worry about that graphic, like let's just get it done. And I I don't think that people intend to do that. But what it does is like I could see and we have a really good relationship, all Mm -hmm. three of us, but I could see it's like you're dismissing the biggest value that I have because at the end Mm. of the day, like what we're trying to do, whether it's a men's breakfast or a women's breakfast or something like that, what we're trying to do is create this atmosphere with the resources that God gives us that people Mm -hmm. can experience the gospel. And that's, that's sobering when you step back that it's not just... Like it's not just about the graphic being perfect. It's not, mm-hmm. but in somewhere there's a higher level. And so mm-hmm. I want to apologize if I've ever done that or any other graphic. Day. But I mean, do you do you feel that that's dismissed because it's almost a functional level of we just need to Sunday's coming. We just need to get it ready. Well, here's the thing about that. I mean, yeah, I think American churches have been influenced by the corporate world, mm-hmm. um, whether they're small or large, you know, and like when it comes to art in a larger church, we've been influenced by agency too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're the busiest generation ever in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, like to work in ministry means you have to have a healthy heart mm-hmm. and you can't like, it's, a lot harder to have a healthy art when you're working 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been there. I've worked 80, 100 hour weeks before and you just don't like anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But so that's why there's a balance. I think we're like Sunday's coming. We have to be there for these people and serve them. Um, and so there, there are deadlines. That's kind of a natural part of life, but the American culture has definitely like exacerbated that a mm-hmm. lot and caused a lot of stress too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just need to get things done and you can't always wait for the right emotion to get come, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, Well, that just, you're, you're talking about that, the constant busyness and you know, like I, one of the things I talk about maybe annoyingly here um is sabbath like Mm -hmm. taking a day you know that's kind of a really you know religious sounding term but just taking Mm -hmm. a day and doing doing nothing productive for that Mm -hmm. day you know yeah um have have you found that when you're practicing that way of life your Mm -hmm. art takes a different flair art yeah i 
when I am able to practice Sabbath and when I do it consistently, I feel like my art is better. Mm. You know, I feel like anything you do is better when you have proper rest. Mm-hmm. Not all seasons can like foster that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some seasons are busier than others, but right. um, yeah, I think it's a very important part of being an artist, but also being a believer too. Mm-hmm. Um, just taking care of our souls, you know? Yeah. So Being a human. Being yeah, a, very yeah. true. So I'm a creative that goes to church. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's hard to engage like serving. It's hard to engage feedback. Mm-hmm. It's hard to engage the Because me- like, I, I'm an artist. I just think differently. And I think create. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the church can feel really constricting. How would you encourage that person to to kind of engage their faith and to, like in your experience? Yeah, well, I'd say that God Himself is an artist, and I would point them to the Psalms, honestly, because mm. you know Scripture is um, you know it addresses every single human emotion you can experience, and. Like if they if they felt like they were in a box, mm-hmm. um, that they couldn't express themselves, mm-hmm. I would point them to the Psalms, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, because Psalms go down to the depths and they go to the highest highs. You know, and like Psalm eighty eight ends on a very dark note, mm-hmm. and it's the Psalms are very real. Um, and I think that's the culture we should be fostering for for people, you know, that they can share the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I would also encourage them to be open and, you know, if, if they felt like they weren't, didn't feel safe, um, to find a few people that they felt safe with. Because mm-hmm. there's always people you trust in a, in a large group of people and there's people you don't. And, you know... <laughs> It cha- you know, sometimes it changes too. Um, but yeah, that's what I would encourage them. Find some people they can confide in because we best do this stuff together. Like the Christian walk is not done alone. You can't do it alone. Mm. Um, so, but I'd point them to the Psalms for sure. I think, I think that's good advice. Well, we close every episode on a mm-hmm. question like this. And this is, I actually think probably the gold of this episode to people mm-hmm. is they never knew how you came up with a graphic or a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a spiritual process, but you know, we asked the question, what does Jesus have to say about this topic? Why does the church have a low standard of art? Um, so John and I answer, and then you clean up whatever mess. We okay. Leave. Does that sound good? You would say, I tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so John, why don't you go first? Why do I think the church has a low standard of art? Um, you know, the, the honest answer to the question is I, I really don't know. I, I kind of hint to what I, or what, what would Jesus say about this? I, I think Jesus would say, you know, I gave everything for the church. Like I gave all of who I am for the church. And, um, it's not just, I didn't, I didn't reserve back part of me. I, I, and I, 
have this beautiful creation called the church that is before me and I've given everything for this. And so I think, um, in a sense, we do Jesus a disservice when we don't portray him in all of his fullness. Um, when we don't engage in ways that are like, this is excellent Mm. because we're portraying Jesus in a way that isn't true about him. Like he, he is excellent. (laughs) He is the highest thing person to be celebrated in all of human history so um i'm not talking about portraits of jesus necessarily i'm just talking about what we do in his name so i think jesus would say um i gave everything i don't think he would judge us or be like looking down at us but i think he would call us to a higher standard of of representing who he is and and to be okay with that Mm. no i think I think that that's really good. Um, you know, I think the word that I'm leaving more appreciative of you, Matt, is intentionality. And I think Jesus all throughout the Bible talks about mm-hmm. having, you know, intentionality in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just has me thinking like when you look at when, um, when Notre Dame cathedral in France was burning, yeah, everybody was up in arms, but, it's a representation of the church, mm-hmm. like extravagantly spending money on, on, mm-hmm. um, on architecture. And I think that somewhat we've dismissed, mm-hmm. you know, we've dismissed the, the essence of walking in somewhere and realizing that there's more, yeah. you know, and even when Jesus talks about the temple, like when he talks mm-hmm. about, you know, I'll, you know, I will destroy the temple and raise it up in three days. Hmm. Like there's a point to even that, that when you walk into somewhere that you realize that message of the gospel Hmm. and, you know, in college we talked about, you know, that sometimes the lower churches, Mm -hmm. you know, they would make their buildings flatter, not Mm -hmm. as tall because it embraced community and that churches that are higher churches, that do like communion every week and liturgy and responsive readings, mm-hmm. their church buildings were higher. And they were talking about hmm. fusing those two things together, that it's yeah. the community, the the imminence and the closeness of God, but it's mm-hmm. also the transcendence of God, that it's this large area. And mm-hmm. so as I'm listening to this, and even the fact that you didn't answer some of the questions not as cleanly, it's it's a reminder of what's our intentionality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to lean one way or the other. And I think that's yeah. kind of where Jesus would push us. Yeah, well, I think, um, I mean, there's that verse that says, all we like sheep, right? Mm-hmm. So if we get, if we decide in our heads that this is the way without mm-hmm. praying about it, we're gonna mess up, mm-hmm. you know? So you can't do any of this stuff without praying and relying on the Holy Spirit on a constant basis. Um, that goes for pretty much all of life, but um, especially with like bigger decisions to like with like the architecture type thing, which there were a lot of things that went into that with the Catholic church and, you know, telling people they would get to heaven if they gave and um, nobody had a phone to call people out on mm. stuff, you know, <laughs> and there was no TikTok. Um, so there's a lot of history that goes into that, um, that fact. But I think you know, Jesus would encourage us to commit our work to the Lord and our plans will be established. Mm. That's like the thing I always go back on. Um, what I'm really considering any like big decision, because like 
you how am i how do i say this um there's so many decisions you can make not all of them are necessarily wrong but god judges by the heart mm -hmm. so if you make it in prayer and confidence that you're making the decision based on what the holy spirit wants you to make um then that's the right answer i feel mm. you know it yeah god is sovereign so he's gonna take care of the little details but um if we commit our work to him then our plans will be established so john it's always a joy to have you and matt always uh, a joy so it was great john uh, yeah. john is you know longtime co-host and then first episode so this is great so wow. yeah why god why there you go <laughs> there we go so matt where can people find you um so i'm on uh instagram uh at m gibbs creative um that was my business name for a while um when i was uh, doing video production photo photo and video i'm still doing a little bit of that on the side and stuff but yeah, that's that's the main avenue as far as like social media. I typically share them. So, cool. yeah, awesome. But um, yeah, great cool. to be here. Yeah, thanks, awesome. Dude. And uh, you can always find us at whygotwhypodcast dot com. Click the subscribe button. You'll get this episode and a couple others, even more. So, we thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>